Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on Episode 5, Season 3 of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday on Facebook throughout the season. Evening, Richie. Uh, overall, I thought it was a pretty good round of footy, uh, but the Warriors clash did leave a bit of a bit of taste in my mouth. Um, what did you make of the round? Yeah, watching that second half of the Warriors game, I, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy, but we'll get to that later on. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Other than that, and and another bad tipping week for me, I thought it was a pretty enjoyable round. Yeah, I didn't want to mention the, the tipping just yet, just to let you have a little bit of a, a relief for a little while. But while we're here uh, on Wednesday evenings, 8pm, you can also catch us at your convenience on iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, we're going to be covering everything you need to know in the week that was Rugby League, including our top stories of the week. We'll then have a review of the round three matches and update on our tips. Uh, we'll have a quick recap and preview of the Women's Premiership. Uh, we'll then stop and answer some questions from all of you, as well as some questions we've got for each other. We'll then preview round four and make our picks before ending the night with a recap of the Super League. So remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show, and we'll answer them as best as we can. But we may as well just jump straight into the top stories of the week, Richie. Sure, mate. Let's go. I see Mark's here. Evening, Mark. Hey, Mark. Um, first story is Ewan Aiken. Um, he's requested and been granted an early release from the Warriors to leave the club at the end of this season as he doesn't want to move to New Zealand. Um, there was an article on New Zealand Herald that was stuck behind a paywall, so I didn't get to read all of it. But um, the gist I had from Craig Hodges um, at the Warriors was that this was a decision that's been a long time coming. They've kind of been talking about it before now, and it's kind of an outlier because um, I know there's a lot of uh, trepidation from fans that this is just the start and we're going to see like a whole lot of Warriors um, not wanting to, to move to this beautiful country we live in right now, Richie. Um, but yeah, they are downplaying that. So what's your take on first Aitken leaving and then the the please calm down, everyone's not jumping ship from Craig Hodges. Uh, well, Aitken, yeah, I mean, 
he obviously has his own circumstances, but um, yeah, my my initial first thoughts were, yeah, hopefully it's it's there's not going to be an exodus, <laughs> and a lot of people who also feel that same way, in particular one Reese Walsh, hopefully he's not feeling that way with with you know some of the rumours that have circulated around him. Um, but for you and Aitken, I know we've we've got people signed on for next year that that can do you know his role as well. Um, we've got some good cattle coming from across the ditch, so you know it's it is what it is. But I think we've got it covered. Um, yeah, uh, just just hopefully it's it's not a mass exodus. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm fairly confident uh, that they might lose a couple. Um, potentially Um, we'll see we'll see what happens there but yeah uh, Dylan Walker and um, Nakora is that how you say his name there's there's two of them so um, Murata will basically come straight in to take Aiken's spot in the second row so and we've got a lot of depth in second row as it is anyway so I'm not as concerned there Um, I think Lodge is potentially a guy that will not come over. Um, he won't get out of his contract early because it's his final year this year. Um, mm. And there's a lot of rumours that he might stay in Redcliffe. All rumours right now. We'll just have to see what happens as it goes. But, yeah, the boys have just got to give this place a chance, you know. Um, a lot of them have never been here. Um, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, just to let people know that we're also live on um, Brad's um uh, facebook page as well um so uh, oh, yeah. don't forget that and uh, a um a little comment from uh, fiona tate who uh, says uh, uh think it's so think it's soft uh they're not uh, coming over so there we go yeah um and saying that though i don't know if you could talk me into moving to australia so i don't know there's too much shit that can kill you over there so um mm, i agree yeah it's safer here it's safer yeah. but um yeah, hopefully guys like Josh Curran who have got to spend a little bit of time over here are talking to the Aussie boys that haven't been here yet and saying like it's not that bad because um, a lot of the, most of the ones there now haven't even been here at all. But the ones that have come over to play against the Warriors and Mount Smart, generally 40 seasons, the worst time of year in, in Auckland. Um, it's not always the best weather, and they basically fly in, stay at a hotel, go to the stadium, and go home and see mm. nothing but but rain so um yeah just give it a time and hopefully they will all decide to stick around but uh next bit of news is um unfortunately the first time this year i have to not defend a player for his thuggery uh mitch barnett becomes the first player in the 2022 season to be red carded after contacting chris smith uh between between the the throat and the jaw um with an elbow and he is missing six matches for it um before i go on what was your take on the incident and i see mark's calling us a uh, soft um not soft just comfortable mark I, I like it here no i'm i'm when it comes to all those things he's listed there yeah i'm soft <laughs> i don't want any piece of any of that um mitch barnett yeah i can't defend it uh Looked to me like a running UFC elbow, so yeah. <laughs> um, a six-week holiday, I think, is sufficient. And didn't expect any any less than that. How about you, Brad? No, yeah, I, 
No, no, I can't defend it. Um, I I think the only wiggle room I could have given it was if it was against the ball carrier. Um, yeah. It's still not good, but the fact that it was off the ball um, and there was absolutely no need for it at all. Um, we talked before the show, Paul Kent did his best to defend it with a whole lot of um, nonsense. Uh, that's what I'm not about. I, I like to be quite accurate with my thuggery so we will leave that where it is i thought six to eight weeks was going to be roughly what he was in for six yeah. weeks i'm i'm more than happy with i think that's suitable um and yeah it's hopefully he learns from it because i think not only is he missing six weeks he he severely um impacted his team's performance in that night and what could have been a great win for them mm. um if he had done his job and um, yeah, Mark expected more than six weeks, and Simon's said, "I've gone soft." Um, no, yeah, there's a time and a place, Simon, where you, you gotta you gotta pick and choose the battles, and that's not one I'm going with. <laughs> um, but yeah, next bit of news is Ray Stone from the Eels. Uh, he's out for the rest of the season after injuring his ACL. Yet another ACL injury. Um, this season mm. but he did do it while scoring his side's match winning try um what was your take on it yeah he went out in a blaze of glory <laughs> what better yeah. way to go out than to score the game winner against the storm um you got a feel for him uh you know he picked up a double so um yeah, yeah it's not nice but we've seen a few acls already this season so um i'm sure it won't be the last either hopefully it is but yeah yeah, um, I feel I feel really sorry for him, but what a way to do it! It's probably the the best way you can go out in such a horrible fashion. Yeah. Um, I was watching it, and he didn't. Like, everyone was talking about it was he did that sidestep motion to get past Jerome Hughes. Mm. Um, if he had, I he's a big guy. I would have run straight through Jerome Hughes in that situation. He would have got the try anyway, and he would still be fine. But it's that heat of the moment. You just and I guess he, you're completely putting the team before yourself because um, mm. he's he's not renowned for being nimble on the feet. Um, but yeah, <laughs> horrible news for him. And yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna. I think I, I brought it up uh, not last week, the week before. The amount of ACL injuries we've already had, but I, I'll see if I can get a proper number for next week on actually because it's we I think we're almost in double digits already, four rounds in or three rounds in, you should say. Because um, the fourth round hasn't happened yet, so it's yeah. I'm no, I'm no um, scientist, so I don't know if there's a logical reason for why it's happening. If it's, um, yeah, yeah I, 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 I thought you'd have a case study prepared for tonight. No, no, uh, I'm still recovering from the the Warriors game, so it's, it's all Fair still enough. a blur. Um, going keeping with that injury tone, Jack Hetherington, former former warrior, he is also set for a lengthy spell on the sidelines after injuring his shoulder, and it's going to need surgery. I haven't seen a length of time they expect him to be out, but I saw Phil Gould kind of put out on, on the on the Twitterverse that essentially Jack's shoulder popped out and popped back in, but when it popped out, it made a lot of damage. Um, not good to see. Yeah, they've got some good players around there for the Bulldogs to fill his spot anyway. Uh, but hopefully he's back for them sooner rather than later. But I guess we're going to see um, a drop in their penalty count, which is probably a bonus. So, 
Yeah, I was yeah, just going to say, I feel for Jack because I love Jack, but if he's going to look at a silver lining, he can't he can't get sent to the sin bin at least. Yeah. Mm. Um, next bit of news I know you're not really interested in, but Billy Slater's confirmed the um, announcements of his assistant coaches for the Mighty Maroons. Um, he's got Josh Hannay, Cameron Smith, and Jonathan Thurston. So we're getting um, the Holy Trio back together. Uh, what's your take as a, a staunch Queensland fan about this news? Don't t- don't tar me with that, Brad. Um, <laughs> um, well, they've, they've had a lot of origin success between those names, haven't they? Um, mm-hmm. More so as players. So the verdict's out on, on how they'll go as coaches. Um, I still feel pretty confident, you know, when, if I'm to look at the team sheet of New South Wales, uh, I'm interested to know your take, Brad. How does it make you feel as a as an actual Queensland fan? Um, I I don't mind it. I um, Paul's mentioned that good players don't always make good coaches. I think that's mm-hmm. true. We haven't seen these guys in a coaching capacity, um, but the only times I like Billy Slater and Cameron Smith are when they're wearing Queensland colours. Yep. So I enjoy liking them again. We're, we're just got to see. I think they're still um, going to have an uphill battle. That New South Welsh uh, team is is seriously stacked. Mm. Um, you know, some of the best players, some of the best players in the NRL right now, all wear that that blue. So it's going to be tough. But if if any guys can can do it, maybe they can. Um, it's yeah. It's um, Mark and, and and Rob and Simon are all talking about it um but yeah saying like representative coaching's a bit different to club coaching that's that's true um they only have to do it three times a year mm. um you basically you're getting a, a full fully fleshed model just given to you and you just have to point them in the right direction essentially um no disrespect to the the origin coaches making it sound like it's easy mm. um but yeah like paul said it rep coaching's all about selection it's getting the right guys that can work together to get you across the line. And um, Fittler's done that with New South Wales. And maybe, hopefully, Billy can do that um, for Queensland. If they're not going to win it, at least make it a bit more competitive. Well, Origin's a special beast, isn't it? I think at that level, they're all quality players. And you hash out a bit of a game plan. But I think the biggest part is getting them up for it emotionally. Um and I think that's something that Mel Meninga did really well. You know, he sort of bled the maroon and, and really got them up every every time they ran out on the field. So, yeah. Yeah, I see Rob's I, put in the comments too, Matt. Uh, Mel, classic example. So, yeah. And I think these guys you could potentially put into that mold. Um, mm. What they lack in that coaching acumen they have in um, their, their legends of, of the maroons. So, yeah. We'll see what happens. We're, we've still got some time before the first origin kicks off, so mm. we'll, we'll see if there's any more developments in what they do. And hopefully um, I'm a bit more successful in my origin picks this year. Um, but last bit of news before we unfortunately get into reviewing round three. Um, uh, Roosters coach Trent Robinson is going to miss this week's match because he has tested positive for COVID. Um, there hasn't been too much on the COVID front. Bailey Serenin at the Warriors has got COVID too. They didn't really announce it, but Nathan Brown basically announced it on radio in New Zealand. 
Um, I don't know if it was meant to, but um, they asked the leading question about what injury Bailey had, and then he basically said, "Covid's Covid's a bit of a a pain at the moment, but um, thankfully it's just one." So sounds like he's got Covid too. But we talked pre-show with Paul about. Um, the struggles that the Super Rugby have been having with COVID over here. And I was of the opinion that the NRL's kind of managing it reasonably well. Um, yeah, see, Mark's just saying COVID, what's that? Um, so, um, yeah, I think in Australia they're managing it quite quite well. So if you, you basically have a week off and then you come back. Yeah, week holiday. Yeah. So that's I, I think it's I think it's what we're having here over here. It's just that everyone's getting it <laughs> for a week. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the yeah. number of players is, is number of people, um, and uh, because you guys only do little cuddle scrums, you don't really uh, you don't really pass it around so so much as, uh, as, they, <laughs> do it, as they do in uh, rugby union. Yeah, and we 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 try not. To, uh, it looks like our teams try not to um, hang out. And yeah, Rob said the rest of the the teams had it as well. Yeah, a lot of the Warriors yeah. had it in the preseason. Um, so we'll see how it is. Um, but yeah, let's get off the news and get into round three. Um, do you want to kick us off, Richie? You bet. So the Thursday night game saw the Dragons hosting the Sharks and the Sharks taking that one out 36 to 12. Six tries to two for the Sharks. Sione Katoa, Matt Nikivalu, uh, Talakai, Jesse Ramian, Braden Ham, Ham, Hamlin Ueli and Nicholas Hines to two tries from the Dragons, Jack Bird and Jack Gosiewski. That's always a mouthful for me. I don't, I'm not too good on my pronunciation there. Um, I took the Dragons, Brad, playing at home. Um, yeah, stage is yours. Tell me why I was so wrong and you were so right. You never, never bet on the Dragons. The Dragons are rubbish. Worst team in the competition. I did it to um, spite you. Yeah, and it, it, it bit you there. Um, I thought there were horrible conditions for a start, but it didn't really stop the scoring. There was still quite a bit. Um, I think it was really tight at the start. Jaden Sewer got Simbins, and that's when the points started to come in from the Sharks. Mm. Um, Nico or Nicholas Hines, um, he continues to go from strength to strength with the Sharks. Um, I was tempted in our prediction show to pick him as my signing of the year, and I wasn't sure how he was going to start in his first year as a, um, a first-grade half, but he's done nothing to um, prove prove that right. He's just going so well. He only missed one conversion, and, um, yeah, Rob said buy the season so far. I think he's definitely, right now, the, the buy of the season. Yeah. Um, but the Dragons, they barely got to fire a shot. Um, they got a try early on, um, but then they could only score again once um, the Sharks lost Jesse Ramian to the bin. And, um, yeah, I, the Sharks, I think, uh, could be the real deal this season. Um, the Dragons, they're not the easy beats that I love to say they are, but... They're going to need a big bounce back this week. Um, I think this this match would have um, knocked a lot of confidence out of them. Yeah, yeah. Well summed up, Brad. I think the Sharks definitely handled those conditions a lot better than the Dragons, and I think Jaden Sewell-Sinbin was a bit of a turning point. But, yeah, once the Sharks got going, they they looked the real deal, definitely. Yeah. And I, I did put Nicholas Hines as my 
you know, in our tips as as the buy of the year. And yeah, he's already starting to bear fruit for the Sharks. He's he's looking really good. Um, but yeah, pretty dominant. Eighteen 0 at halftime, and and you know they went on with it. Um, what did yeah. you think of Jaden Sewers Sinbin? I want to set you up here. Um, I think he deserved this one. He didn't deserve last week's. You have, uh, but he, he he needs to stop it. Um, <laughs> you know, you're getting if you're getting Simbin every week, you you need to look at it. Um, even if you think, like I know he's come out and said that, you know, <laughs> woe woe is me, um, and like everyone's against him, kind of like the Latrell Mitchell um kind of thing where it's like everyone's gone soft um i'm not changing my ways um it's tough pickies if you keep getting pinged you gotta you gotta change mm. don't have to, it doesn't mean you have to go out there and play touch footy by any means but you know tone stuff back because if you've got a target on your back you're going to keep getting attacked so um play smarter mm basically yeah. but yeah um if he hadn't have been simbined i wouldn't be complaining about it either fair enough you're, you're a change man brad i like it i'm trying new year new me <laughs> should we move on to the warriors match uh was there a warriors match uh, unfortunately so, so <laughs> was the first game on friday tigers warriors now where do you start this one 16 12 was 14-12 at halftime. That shows you how great the second half was. Two tries apiece. Ewan Aitken and Pompey for the Warriors. James Tamo and Zane Musgrove for the Tigers. The difference being Reese Walsh off the boot. But yeah, that, that second half was tough watch. Brad, if you're a league fan, and to be honest, I don't, I don't know how we came through with that one. I think if it was any team other than the Tigers, uh, we'd be looking at a different result. You know, when you're looking... I'm looking at some stats in front of me, and um, they, they dominated had, the stats. They did four line breaks to one. Um, they made more tackles and only missed eleven, whereas we missed thirty-one. Um, I'm not sure, sure how we pulled three. Even with Marcelo Montoya Sinbin, we we somehow managed to cling on. Unpack yeah. it for me, buddy. What what did you think? Yeah, Mark's Mark's stolen. Uh, Rob said it was a nervous four point win, like he predicted. And he Mark's did. basically said my first point that I've got on my notes here. Um, Dane Laurie had a night to forget. Um, I think he's one of their better players. It was just unfortunately a bad night. If he was playing his normal style, the Warriors lose here. Um, he he was gifted a try that he he dropped. He missed that try and Pompey's try. He missed the ball completely. Mm. Um, yeah, it was hard. Both teams didn't deserve to win. Um, they it looked, especially towards the end, it just looked like they were they were basically going era to era, um, and just trying to throw the game away. And um, before we move on, um, yeah, Mark's also mentioned if he thought Jackson Hastings played, we would have lost. I think that's 100% accurate as well. I think Hastings out there would have directed the Tigers' attack a lot better and we would have been in trouble. Um, and, and the opposite to that, I think the Warriors' attack really needed someone to show direction and it just wasn't there. Um, and, yeah, Fiona said a win's a win. Um, as bad as it looked, take the two yeah. points and run. Yeah, I think if, if we're looking, you know, um, towards like the final three or four rounds and you're in the eight by two points, 
you're not going to remember that it was because of this game. Um, so yeah, I'd much rather be upset that they didn't play well and won than mm. be talking about them still being winless at the end of the year or at the end of the round. But um, other people I've got here, um, but I suppose we should talk about the elephant in the room. Um, Leilua's try, yes or no? Look, it's touch and go, but I think the thing is that it warranted a look. I, mm. I, I think 99 times out of 100, that gets sent up at least to, to check. Um, yeah, I I can't answer that without any bias, Brad, because I'm going to say he didn't control it. But if you ask a Tigers fan, they'll probably say the, the other way. I know, yeah. and, and a couple tackles before that, there was a howler of a pass let go. So, I mean, yeah. swings and swings and roundabouts, but that that situation's got to be looked at by the bunker, surely. It's a nice fence you're sitting on, but I'm not going to join you. Uh, it was no try, um, mm. but it should have been reviewed. Um, I don't understand why it wasn't, but I suppose that catch 22. Um, we as fans always complain that the refs have um, they refuse to make a decision and they send everything up, and then the moment a ref makes the decision, um, he gets ridiculed for not. But in this circumstance, there was um, there was a little is a 50 50, like maybe he got it, maybe he didn't. Uh, it's hard. It was going very fast, but the fact that Leilua, um celebrated getting a try, that kind of should put it in your head, like, we should just go upstairs to clear clear the thought. Um, yeah. Thankfully, it didn't happen. It might have might have been um, the start of the end for us there. But before we move on, because I know we don't want to talk about too much, um, I was really worried or concerned about the leadership out on the field. I, I think mm. Adam's been doing a, a decent job. Um, but this week I noticed it a lot more. Um, I'm, I'm a fan of the offload. But when you're four points ahead with 12 men on the field, you don't start throwing 50-50 offloads um, and losing possession like yeah. they were. That's when you, you tuck that ball and you just play one-out football wind down the clock and get as far away from your try line as you can. Mm. Um, and that's, they just didn't. I don't understand why at that time it, there was like no footy brains out there. Um, mm. Middly, you know, it was the the front rowers who are generally the Einsteins of the team. So that was disappointing <laughs> for me. Yeah, But yeah, it, there was just a, a lot of people in my house screaming at them to hold on to the ball. Mm. Um I'd understand in that situation if they were four down yeah, and just yeah. trying to spark something. But, yeah, if you got the lead in that situation, do not. Um, so, yeah, Sean Johnson, Tohu Harris, when they come back and have some experienced guys out there that can kind of give these guys a, a slap in the head. I don't know if it's maybe because Adam sees him and Matt Lodge on the same level, so he doesn't want to tell him to pull his head in. I'm not sure. I'm completely putting words in his mouth but yeah that's the time because if you see your experienced campaigners doing silly things like that what are the young and experienced mm. kids going to do they're going to try the same stuff and then you're just digging yourself a hole and right now we really need the warriors to not dig their own hole yeah agree completely i mean i love adam as a player but and you love most of what he does on the field but he just doesn't look like a natural leader does he doesn't look like a 
a natural captain and you're you're 100% right about just tucking the ball under the wing uh, late in that game but it just looked like a game that both teams were trying their best to lose so yeah and we've we've complained about losing close games like that so I think like Fiona said we, we just bagged that two points and and yeah, we, put it we behind were close us to losing that one too yeah yeah so. we were <laughs> so yeah. yep yeah well, should we move on now? should we put that behind us yes please yeah. yes please um the, the silver lining to Friday night was we had two quality teams to watch straight after uh, yes. The Rabbitohs and the Roosters. <laughs> the Rabbitohs getting getting the win in this one. Um, they look pretty good, Brad. Um, I, I tipped the Roosters. We both tipped the Roosters, actually. But the Rabbitohs yeah. got, got over the line five tries to three. Cam Murray, who I thought was uh, just outstanding. He was in everything. He, he picked up a try, as well as a couple of try assists. Alex Johnson got a try. Cody Walker, Keon Kalormatangi. And Latrell Mitchell were the five tries for the Rabbitohs. James Tedesco, Joey Manu, and Daniel Tupo got one late, but it was too little too late. What do you make of this one? Yeah, I thought it was a fantastic game to watch, especially after that last one. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I thought for the Rabbitohs, I thought Cameron Murray was great. He It felt like he was involved in everything for the Rabbitohs. Mm. Latrell Mitchell I thought was strong. Um, as expected, uh, he kept his um, emotions in check. I thought we might see a bit of fire with it being his first game against the Roosters after he um, tried to decapitate Joey Manu last year. <laughs> um, but yeah, he kept it in check and was very strong. Um, handy with the boots as well. Got a nice little try for himself. Um, first win for the Rabbitohs, which feels funny to say um, at the yeah. end of round three. Um I think it will be a, a good confidence booster, and I think we'll start seeing them climb up the ladder. The Roosters, I think, will be disappointed. Um, but I think they had a shot in this game. They just made too many errors. It yeah. was um, not as bad as the previous game, um, but just a lot of miscommunication, um, silly errors by their experienced players. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it was just that, that cliche. If you make errors, the good teams make you pay for it which is what happened here. Um, I feel for the Cowboys um, this week, they're going to have to face the Roosters. They have something to prove and that might not be good for them. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps. Um, yeah. I agree with you. The Roosters just didn't look like they couldn't get into it and, and agree that they made, made too many errors. Funnily enough, the Rabbitohs actually made the same amount of errors, 13 errors each, but the Rabbitohs just, you know, took their chances and, and, you know, use their ball a bit better. Um, yeah. Yeah. And Cam Murray, I can't say enough about him. He's huge performance. Um, he looked like the guy that sort of, you know, he can do it all really like as a, as a middle forward, but he also takes, takes some ball playing options as well. So he looked like in this game, he took a lot of heat off Cody Walker. And we, we said in the first couple of weeks, Cody Walker looked like he was missing his mate in the number seven a bit, but yeah, I think, I think they really stepped up and, and looked good. So that's, that's positive signs for the Rabbitohs. Might be able to start tipping them again. Um, the next game, Saturday, Panthers versus Knights. Uh, this one's yeah. got a few talking points. So Panthers took this one out 38-20, to 20, seven tries to four. Taylor May bagged a hat-trick. 
Isaac Tago got two, Stephen Crichton with one, and Charlie Stain. So the backs for the Panthers having a field day. The Knights, four tries, Dominic Young, Tex Hoy, Bradman Best with a typically muscular effort, and Inari Tuala with the four tries for the Knights. But the big talking point, Mitch Barnett with a sending off. We already sort of touched on that. Yeah. What do you reckon, Brad? That swing the game? Yeah. Um, the Panthers, they just keep winning. Uh, still missing key players. Now everyone's talking about um, old blockhead uh, Nathan Cleary. But, um, you know, they don't have James Fisher-Harris either, who I think mm. was um, a huge reason for their success last year. So the fact they're still playing um, well without those guys is good. I think if we were looking uh, back into the crystal ball and saying that um, the first three weeks they're playing without Cleary and they go 3-0 and um, against some reasonably okay opposition, um, I know teams that they've played already that I expected more out of. Mm. Um, aside, very good for them. Um, they're a complete unit. They've got a dangerous forward pack. Um that eats meters, attacking threats all through the back line, including um, Isaac Targo, or, mm. or Tago, Tago as the Aussies like to call him. Yeah, he um, was fantastic. He's been a revelation this year. Yeah. Um, you know, there were some concerns from me about who was going to fill that hole by Burton out in the centers. Mm. Um, he's gone in and it's almost Burton Ho. Yeah. So um, great for them. Um yeah, like you said, and we covered it briefly in the news, um, this game was up for grabs until um, that red card. Um, mm. I think the Knights were valiant with 12 men against Penrith. Um, they got a couple of tries, but yeah, it just wasn't enough. And I'll, I'll put on the, the controversial tip now. Um, Ponga who? You know, this this Ponga guy hasn't been there the last two weeks. Knights have been better without him. Um you can say when he returns, you know, how much more dangerous will they be, but let the guy go to Redfern. Who cares? Or Redcliffe, not Redfern. I keep mixing the two up. That's going to be great next year when they're in the in the comp. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, um, it's it's such a different change of pace to what we're used to. Like, you think all oh, last year we were talking about Manly without their star player. It's a different team. The fact that this Knights team... They don't have Ponga right now. They lost Pierce. We both wrote them off. You've got them as your wooden spoon. Um, That's, I was just going to bring that up, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're showing fight. Mm. So, um, yeah, full credit to them. Um, I'm happy I didn't pick them as dead last. Yeah, I was just going to say, once you wrapped up, Brad, that, um, yeah, I owe, an, I, I, owe, I owe an apology to the Knights. Um, pick them as a wooden spooner. Uh, they're yeah. looking fantastic. Um, I know they didn't get the result here, but, um, you know, they had Mitch Barnett get sent off in the 32nd minute and they scored three of their four tries while he was off. So, I mean, yeah, they, they didn't just fold like a lot of sides might. You know, they, they actually bit down and they fought hard. So you got to give them credit for that. Yeah, and Simon just reminded me that Redcliffe's not going to be the name of the new team. They're just going to be called the Dolphins. So um, that's going to help me a lot next year because I get confused. Um, so, yeah. Yep. So the next game, Storm versus the Eels. We both tipped this one wrong. You tipped the Storm, didn't you, Brad? I did, yes. Yep. So, yeah, the Eels actually getting up in this one. 
five tries to four, Clint Gutherson, Wonga Blake, Tom Opacich, and Ray Stone with a double before uh, the poor, poor guy did his ACL. Four tries to the Storm, one to comeback kid Brandon Smith, two to Nick Meany, and one to Ryan Pappenhausen. 12 all at halftime, fantastic game, um, and, you know, exciting right to the end. Um, what do you what do you think about this one, Brad? Yeah, this is one of two games that all three of us, you, me, and Simon, all got wrong together. Mm. So um, it's good to see it. You could say it was an upset. Um, it was my game of the round. I thought it was yeah. fantastic. Um, yeah, as you said, Brandon Smith was strong, considering he was only away a week with a broken mm. hand. He came back. Um, you've got the incredible Hulk at the Cowboys, spent like 20 weeks injured with a broken hand. Um <laughs> Oh, Jason Tamalolo and Paul Brandon Smith, who's the size of his leg, comes back and won because his team needs him. Um, you saw the hand was still all swollen, but he didn't let it stop him. Um, Melbourne played well. Um, I just think the Eels were better in this game. Yeah. Um, the Eels turned up to play. Um, they made Melbourne work, which is what you've got to do when you play the Storm. Um, but, yeah, I have to tip my cap. We talked about it already to Ray Stone. Um, he scored those two tries at the end. Um, and just showed the desire to win the game for the Eels. You know, that final try, um, which, you know, ended his season, but to score off a missed field goal, um, to put yourself in the position to get that bouncing ball. um, How many times have we watched NRL games where you see that field goal and the whole attacking team is just standing there watching the kick? Mm. You know, um, I guess maybe that just shows that he's not confident in Mitchell Moses as a goal kicker or a field goal kicker. Um, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I think that you can take it across the whole NRL. That level of effort that you saw there from the Eels is what every fan wants to see from their team. Uh, Win, lose, or draw. If your team's just putting it all on the line, going 100%, you you can't... um, you can't be disappointed as such. Um, well-deserved win for Parramatta. I don't really have anything else. Yeah, they're looking good, aren't they? Um, I mean, I know they didn't get up last week and the, the Sharks pipped them at the end, but, you know, their big players, Mitch Moses and Gutherson, are stepping up and um, they've got some monsters out in the pack. Paulo, Lane. Um, they're always yeah. good this time of year, though. They are, <laughs> they are. So you got to take it with a grain of salt. But, yeah, yeah big... Ray Stone stepping a halfback, sometime fullback. You, you forwards do that for fun, don't you, Brad? I would have tried to run over him and probably <laughs> lost the ball. But um, I don't know how to spell step, let alone attempt one. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. 
That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Mm. Sorry. Fair enough. Uh, the next Saturday game, another um, heartbreak, get, um, heart attack game, Brad. Uh, Raiders-Titans. Raiders getting this one 24-22. Down 22-4 at halftime. Huge comeback. Halftime... I was um, doing a, you know, pumping my fist in the air because I tipped the Titans. Um, yeah, you're messaging in. me and giving me a lot of stick for picking the Raiders here um, at this point. Um, yeah, I yes, was. Continue. And, yeah, um, things you wish you could take back. That's that's top of the list. I'll save it till the end of the game next time. So, yeah. like I, <laughs> like I said, uh, Raiders coming back from twenty-two-four down at halftime and taking it out twenty-four twenty-two. Five tries to four. Semi Valame, Matt Tomoko got two. Sebastian Chris and Chance Nicole Klockstad were the tries for the Raiders to four tries for the Titans, which were all up in the first half. Philip Sammy, Brian Kelly, both Fermor and Tino Fasor Malawi. Um, what do you think, Brad? Heck of an exciting clash, this one. Giving you a clap for managing Big Tino's name. Um, full credit to you there. Um, it's the cliche game of two halves. We finally get one. Uh, um, yeah. It was, yeah, you were you were um, kind of sticking it to me um, for picking the Raiders early on, and I I was the same. I I looked at it and went, you know, I really should have listened to to Simon and Richie here um, when they were so confident in the Titans. But yeah, the Titans do what the Titans do um, yeah. and let the game slip. Um, I was looking at it. I'm not great with the stats all the time, but uh, the Titans have had the most points scored against them this year, and that's including a team like the Tigers who haven't won a game yet. Mm. So um, the Titans are two wins, one loss, and still get all these points scored on them. Uh, They cannot make the top eight if they have this mentality of just outscoring opponents, going, we don't care about our defense. Um, If you score five tries, we'll score six. That yep. mentality does not work. Um, so they need to work on it. Uh, David Fafida needs to um, pull his finger out and actually do some work for this team. He he was good in that first half, but when yep. his team needed him in that second half, um, and he disappeared. I, I I had to look at the stats to make sure, because I thought he went off, but he actually mm. played the whole game. Um, yeah, he's got to find the ball. He's the difference maker. And he too often right now um, just doesn't go looking for the ball. He doesn't do it. If it doesn't come to him, he's happy to just sit on that edge and just relax. Mm. Um, we talked about it quite a bit early on um, this season about, you know, the the stigma million-dollar players get. And if they don't perform, you criticize them. And I said that sometimes it's not fair. And then I've... Um, done the exact same thing all year with with david feeder but he we how many times did we see last year where he would get the ball when the titans are in trouble and he'd run 80 meters you know knocking six mm. people out of the way i know you can't do that every time you touch the ball but all it takes from him is one hit up where he bends the line and gets their team rolling again um something as little as that just means the difference between winning and losing mm. but yeah um can't forget the Raiders. The Raiders going in 22-4 uh, at halftime. Um, 
nine times out of ten the team's gonna just go oh well we're done let's let's just um put it in the let's forget about this and move on but they showed heart and fight and kind of what i said about the eels when your team puts a performance in even if they didn't win this game i think you'd be like well we had a, a bad start but we we showed fight and that's going to bode well for the rest of the year but they got got that uh final try which sealed the deal for them and um yeah i think that's going to be the the confidence boost of all confidence boosts um for them and i think a, a very hearty reality check for gold coast yeah absolutely and what you were saying about fafita I, I think that's why those kind of price tags are normally reserved for um, halfbacks and fullbacks, people who touch the ball, you know, three, four times a set. Um, yeah. And th- th- therein lies the issue with that, really. Um, but, yeah, i got to give massive credit to the Raiders. Last year they were a team that would go in at halftime leading and then just crumble and fall apart. And they made a yes. really big habit of that last year, so to pretty much do the reverse of that and show some backbone and, and come back from a lot of adversity, you know, it showed a lot of character. So maybe we're seeing, yeah. you know, after a pretty bad week, the week before against the Cowboys, this might be the turning of the corner maybe. Yeah, and Simon's also said the sunshine in the Gold Coast is not good um, for when they have to go to Canberra, which is why I picked the Raiders last week because it was in Canberra and the Gold Coast boys, I didn't see them running out in onesies to keep warm. So, um, yeah, fantastic for the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, really good result for them. All right, boys, I'll just uh, try to show you my new, um, my new overlay. Yeah. million-dollar man. We've got uh, we've, now we've now got a new one for you as well. So there we go. Very nice. <laughs> so the first Sunday game, Broncos versus Cowboys, Broncos, Cowboys. The, the Queensland Derby. Um, yeah. absolutely dominated by the Cowboys. I don't think any of us tipped that, um, but the Cowboys are starting to look good. Um, pre- pretty dominant, six tries to two. Uh, Jer- Jeremiah Nanai with a hat-trick. Uh, yeah, outstanding-looking young rookie. Um, he's had a really hot start to the season. Uh, Griffin Neen, Valentine Holmes, and Tom Dearden with the six tries for the Cowboys. To t- two, Fabi. Uh, Her- <laughs> Fabi Hernworth. Herbie Farnworth was with a pen- penalty try in the first half and then a consolation try late in the second half. Um, pretty dominant from the Cowboys, Brad. Um, what were your thoughts on this one? Yeah, um, surprise of the round for me. This was the second game that all three of us picked wrong. Um, I did not give the Cowboys any credit um, mm. to beat the Broncos with how the Broncos have been playing this year. Um I thought this was going to be just a, not an easy win, but a, a game where we would really get to see the Broncos um, stretch their legs and show us what they're capable of. Mm. Unfortunately, they just showed us that they still have performances like we saw for the past two years in them. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, they just looked off pace and the Cowboys refused to give them a, a chance to get into the match. Just like the Roosters game, it makes me a bit worried as a Warriors fan about the bounce back the Broncos are going to try to do this week when they Mm. play the Warriors. Um, But, yeah, the Cowboys just look dangerous all over the park. Valentine Holmes, I thought, was asking plenty of questions of the defensive line. Mm. Um, He was 100% at the the kicking tee as well. Jeremiah Nanai um, scoring that hat trick is great to see um, from him. He's a hell of a young talent. Yeah. um, 
it's going to be good seeing how he grows and develops. Um, if the Cowboys can keep this level of intensity and performance up, then they could surprise everyone. I'm not going to say they're going to be top eight contenders, but everywhere, a lot of people, myself included, kind of put them in that 14 to 16 area on the ladder. Mm. And I don't think they're going to be there anymore. Mm, yeah. Um, from me, I don't know how I got Tino uh, Fatsu Molawi correct and Herbie Farnworth wrong. But yeah, Ferbie, you, Ferbie's a great name. <laughs> what do you make of the um, the penalty try situation? It's rubbish. Um, rubbish? Rubbish. Don't, don't just give tries away. Um, yeah, I'm trying to get cred back now. Um, yeah, I don't know. You, I'm on the fence with it. I, I don't... Yeah. I don't really have uh, – I'm not used to uh, being in try-scoring situations, so I can't put myself in that situation. Mm. Um, no, yeah, I'm what, kind did of, you, what did you I'm think? Kind of, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I think Kyle Felt from behind him definitely took him out, but I I think there were a couple of Cowboys players coming into the frame which might have caused enough doubt for it to not be a penalty try, maybe um, definitely a send-in for Felt. Um, yeah. Either way, just really dominant from the Cowboys um, – yeah, I don't know if it fills me with confidence for this coming weekend or has me wary of a bounce back. Yeah. Yeah, and... Um, and I, I just find it amusing that, that Brad's like, I can't quote on this one because I'm, I'm not... Um, I, I don't score tries often, but I can no. comment on taking people's heads off on a regular basis yes. and, uh, and, and, and head-planting players into the ground. That's absolutely fine. I, I, I can comment on those because I've been there before once or twice. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta um, critique what you know, Paul. Um, so I'll leave try scoring with Richie. And yeah, Mark said did and played very well. Yeah, yeah um, I, I actually struggle to see Scott Drinkwater making it into the halves right now. I think did and 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 Chad um, look good as a as a unit and should probably stay there full time. Um, mm. But yeah, great game. And yeah, um, Simon just re- said as well. He saw that no one picked the Cowboys. Yeah, we didn't pick him. Didn't see it coming. Yeah, might be time to start giving them a little bit of credit. Uh, I'm looking, um, yeah, I haven't picked them this week either. So. <laughs> I don't think I did either. But anyways, the last game of the round, Sea Eagles yeah. versus the Bulldogs. The Sea Eagles squeaking past the Bulldogs with a late field goal from Daly Cherry Evans. But it was two tries apiece, actually. Uh Brandon Wakeham and Braden Burns for the Bulldogs and Tom Trevojevic and Ruben Garrett for Manly. Um, yeah, now by to Brad. Yeah, close game. Uh, could have gone either way, really. Um, it was poor conditions, which I don't think helped. Mm. Bulldogs' defense, I think, was solid. They um, reduced Manly's chances, and I think it bodes well for this season long term. Um, with a few tweaks on their attack, I think they could take some teams to task. I think... It was probably the worst game Matt Burden's had since wearing a Bulldogs jersey. Mm. Not not like I saw some people out there saying, you know, they need to drop him and stuff. It was nowhere near that bad. It was just, you know, you're not going to have uh, an A-plus performance every week. Um, and, yeah, it's stuff that you're going to learn. It's you, We've all got to remember Matt Burden's, it's his first year being a leading half of a team, um, not just a, a centre or a fill-in half. Yeah. So um, there's going to be some some teething issues there. Um, Manly, even they got the win here, but you could see they were lacking in confidence. Um, mm. 
they were desperate to win and it took a sneaky field goal to get the job done but i think the monkey's off the back now they've got that that first win um not a perfect performance by any means but i think getting that win under their belt will start to see them fire um tommy turbo slowly getting back into his groove you could see he was trying things it's mm. still not clicking but we know once it clicks he's going to be deadly and he's got some work to do to be my Dell m like i predicted he, he's a little bit behind right now um but yeah i think hopefully um it's not a Warriors game that clicks this team into uh, into gear like it normally is, um, but yeah, uh, I think it, it was it was a good game. You can expect. Usually, we're used to these kind of slow burner games when it's a Sunday Bulldogs game, um, and yeah, Mark's meter Morgan Harper borrowed Dane Laurie's hands. Yeah, Morgan <laughs> Harper had a shocker, um, but yeah, they did what they needed to win. Um, and yeah, it's. I think you saw it in the post-match interview with Jake Trojevic. Um, He was like, he was just elated that they managed to get the win. They're being just desperate to get those two points. So, yeah, it was just relief on his face, wasn't it? I think. Yeah. More than anything, Manly will be relieved with that. It wasn't the cleanest game, like like Mark alluded to. Manly made something like sixteen errors, um, and I think the Bulldogs hit double digits too. Yeah. Um, like you, I think the Bulldogs' defenses come a long way since last year. I think it's just their attack. I mean, they're hanging in there with a lot of teams defensively, but they're not going over for a heck of a lot of tries either. So, you know, maybe no. with some time, maybe with some time with their um, new players, some time in the saddle that that might come. But yeah, that was, that was the round that was. Yeah. So um, we'll go into our picks, Paul, if you can bring up the pretty little picture I made. Um, for the, the tipping comp, um, still very close unless you're Richie. Um, got now he, he's struggling to find the picture. Now there we go. Um, so yeah, Simon's still ahead. So Simon and myself both got five out of eight this week. Right, you got to um, remember R- 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 Richie's a finals player, right? He's only he only he some big games. These exactly. these these minor kind of. Uh, Small games during the season, he just, he just can't cope with that. He just can't get this, doesn't uh, get the heart beating. That's the problem, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, myself and Simon got five out of eight this week, Richie got three out of eight. So Simon's still in the lead, having 14 out of 24. I'm one behind him on 13 out of 24, and then Richard's um, enjoying the wooden spoon right now with 11 out of 24. Beware of the wet sail, mate. I'm gonna come home with a wet sail. <laughs> It's still early days. A lot can happen. Um, looking at the picks you gave me for this week, it won't be this week. But, um, yeah, there's always time. And, yeah, we'll have a quick look at the ladder as well before we move on. Um, Warriors, we, we've gone up. We've gone up to 12th, um, which is good. But, yeah, Panthers now um, as the only undefeated team sitting fresh at the top. Uh, Cowboys second on the ladder. Uh, who... Who would have thought we'd be going that the top four at this time of year, the top four would be Penrith, the Cowboys, Sharks, and the Knights. Mm. Um, That's crazy. Uh, Fifth is Melbourne. Sixth is the Eels. Seventh, the Raiders. Eighth is the Broncos. The fifth to eighth, I'm not too surprised with, really. They're kind of guys you think they're in the mix. Um, It's just mainly second, third, and fourth that surprised me there. Rabbitohs are ninth. Titans are tenth. Uh, Bulldogs are eleventh. Warriors 12th, Roosters 13th, which I didn't think would happen. 
uh dragons are 14th so the see they're heading towards the bottom like i said guys um <laughs> 15th is Manly and 16th is the Tigers as the only team yet to get a win. Um, so any takes you've got on that ladder before we move on? I think there's just a lot of water to go under the bridge. I think, you know, you've got to give it another half dozen weeks and yeah. and I think it'll start to take shape a bit more accurately. But yeah, yeah we've got to give it some time. Early days, a couple more losses to the Dragons, though, and they'll be joining that bottom for me, um, like I predicted. So, um, yeah, we might we'll just do it. I know we're running very long today, we're almost done our whole show without even doing half of it. Um, um, we'll do a quick recap of the women's premiership. So, the final round, um, happened in the weekend. Uh, the Dragons defeated the Roosters 16 10, Titans defeated the Knights 14 10, and Broncos uh defeated the Eels 38 4. That big win allowed them to get the minor premiership. It was mm. it was neck and neck a bit. Um, so this weekend we're going into the semi-finals. Uh, first up, we've got the Dragons facing the Titans and the Broncos facing the Roosters. Um, predictions: I am predicting a Dragons Broncos final. You know, making a bold call that first and second make it. Uh, what's your take? Yeah, look, just to be different to you, then I, I think Broncos, yeah, but maybe I might go Titans. Titans. Uh, yes. we, saw, we saw the Titans tip up the Broncos last week, you know, so, and that's, as we know, that's no easy feat. I think that's why we've seen the Broncos have a big bounce back game this week. But um, yeah, so the Titans tipped up the Broncos last week and then got it done over the Eels. So they're in good form. So I think just yeah. to be different to you, I'm going to back the Titans. Awesome. I mean, yeah, and Paul's giving us stick because I said there wasn't a lot of news to discuss, but I knew that was going to be good, Paul, because I knew there would be quite a bit of discussion about the Warriors game. So um, there was just more than I thought. But we will get into questions. Are there any questions um, that you've received, Paul, before we go into ours? Oh, there I am. Yep. Um, yes, no, we have uh, we have a couple of questions from over on um, uh, Brad's uh, page of the uh, um so, so there now. Mark Roberts um, comes up this one. I'm not sure what he's going on about, but he says you guys will understand. Uh, but he says, do you expect a toe dipping or a I don't know what he's talking <laughs> about here a balls deep performance this weekend from the Broncos? <laughs> Richie and Brad will know what it means. I, I, yeah, that's clearly. more Richie's Richie's area. <laughs> so, um, yeah, hopefully just a toe dipping performance from the from the Broncos, and they're not they're not all in, you know. Either. <laughs> It's hard to say. Like I was saying during the wrap-ups, I don't know whether to expect a, a bounce back from the Broncos or a um, or a continuation of what we saw. Hopefully, we see a continuation of what we, what we saw of them against the Cowboys. Yeah, as long as it's not a continuation of what we saw from the Warriors against the Tigers. Good point. <laughs> the, the, the mighty Tigers, I think, is what you want to be. How you want to be sort of turning them there. Um, and then uh, Christian asks us, um, hey, Brad um, and Rich, Richard, um, thoughts on uh, Murchie coming into the 17 this week? Um, and do you reckon he will stay there in the next game if he plays well? Do you want to take this one first or do you want me to go? We can both go, but I like I like Murchie. Um, yeah, I think he's taken Serendon's spot, who was a bit better on the weekend, but prior to that was a bit quiet. So I'm keen to see what, what Murchie's what Murchie brings to the table. We know he can, he can bring, he, he's a talent, you know, and we don't, we haven't yeah. seen a lot of them. So yeah, 
I'm hoping he brings his best best version of himself, and if he does, then he gives himself every chance of reselection. Yeah, right. I'm happy. I'm happy to see Murchie there too. My biggest concern with Murchie is his error rate, mm. uh, but at the moment that just means he's going to fit in with the rest of the side. So, um, <laughs> but he offers you more. Uh, I've been very harsh on Sirenin in my weekly reviews. Um, I think he he hasn't offered anything last week. He was better, but he had to be because he played more minutes. And mm. um, when oh, we didn't even talk about it, but when Chanel um, auditioned for his, the next soap opera he's going to be in with that Hollywood, <laughs> um, he had to play in the halves role um, when they called Chanel's bluff and made him go off for an HIA, which mm. was the only highlight I had in that game. I thought that was funny seeing a player try to milk a penalty and get punished for it. Um, unfortunately, it was a warrior in that situation, but um, hopefully that's a trend going on the rest of the year, that if you milk a penalty, you're going to get punished for it. Um, but yeah, I think Murchie will do well, and will he keep it? I think Nathan Brown's got a bit of a man crush on Bailey Sirenin, so I don't think so. I feel like Bailey Sirenin's the new Kane Evans, where he could go out there and have the worst game of his life, and he's going to be first picked. Yeah, man crush moment there for Nathan Brown, um, not for me. Um, but we'll continue that man crush. If I could have picked a player to replace Surinan, it would have been Ben Murdoch Masilla because I love that man. Um, mm. But great to see Murchie get a shot, and hopefully he gives Brown um, all the trouble in the world to um, drop him. If, if he plays out of his skin, there's no way you can drop him. Uh, so I'm hoping for the best. And, yeah, the Warriors need all the help they can get right now. Mm. Cool. Those are the questions we had in the uh, the live chat, boys. Cool. cool. Uh, so we've got some questions for us here. I'll go with my one first because your one's a bit long-winded like you always make me do. <laughs> um, we're, we're three rounds um, and now. Which team has surprised you the most, be it for a good reason or a bad one? All right, so... I'll give you two. There you go. Oh. Knights and Cowboys. Um, yep. Obviously, for where they sit on the ladder and and picking up good wins this year, when I, I was dead certain that both those teams would be featuring in the bottom four, yep. but so far they're proving me wrong. Um, yeah, like you can't argue with their performances. The Cowboys, um, obviously, with their new halves pairings. Um, Chad and Dead and seem to be combining well. Uh, they've got brilliant young rookie um, Jeremiah Nanai. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're looking they're looking good. They're looking a lot better than what I gave them credit for. Um, and the same goes with the Knights. You know, I, I know they didn't get the result. <laughs> You're right, Paul. I don't. I got to give two for the price of one. Um, yeah. yeah, the Knights. People like Clifford stepping up. That one, my wooden spoon pick. So obviously, I, I had to. They've surprised me so far. There you go. Two for one. Yeah, so I'm going to actually answer the question properly and give one. Um, But, yeah, I would go with Manly. Um, I was, you know, you guys gave me a lot of stick for it, um, for being the biggest Manly fan. I picked them minor premiers, win everything, um, to see that they're, you know, two losses and a win, and that win being a a squeaky against the Bulldogs. Um, Yeah, very surprised. Um, but yeah, I could have gone with either of your answers and been happy. Um, mm. and it shows we don't walk- know what we're talking about. 
Exactly. That number team down in 15th place, minor premiership winners, you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And it's my, still my, early. Wooden, my wooden spoon, spoon pick there in the top four as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're anything but consistent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> your question for me, um, go, go for it. I'm just having a bit of fun with these questions now, Brad. So last week I yeah. asked you to pick uh, Warriors Mount Rushmore. Now, you know, who would you put in your all-time Warriors forward pack? I know your fortes are forwards. Um, select for me your all-time Warriors forward pack. Another bit of fun yeah. this week. Yeah. So um, a bit like you not understanding my question, I don't understand yours. And I've picked a, a front, a, a forward pack and a bench. Um Nice. So um, I've kind of, last week I did it, you know, the impacts to the club and then my personal favourites. This one, I've basically picked who I would pick, taking my bias out with the exception of one on the bench. Um, that's <laughs> why I've created a bench. But uh, my front row, I've got Adam Fenor, Blake, PJ Marsh and Steve Price. Um, I know we haven't seen a lot of Adam Fenor, Blake. I'm kind of leaning on his past as well. Um, my second row, I've got Ali Lautiti and Simon Mannering. Uh, my lock, I've got Kevin Campion. Um, that's my, my starting pack. Then my bench, I've got Lance O'Hire as my utility. Uh, I've got Paliasina and Ruben Wiki as my props. And then I've got Michael Luck as my um, my second row lock interchange guy. They're all, I suppose, I think all of them um, deserve that spot. Maybe people will fight me on Paliasina, but I will fight for him till the death. Um, but yeah, I think they're all guys. Hooker was the hardest. I, I had like Isaac Luke in my head in that, but I feel like PJ Marsh kind of fits the mold that I've got for my forward pack that I picked there. We've got some some hard runners up the front. Um, you got you know meter uh, like a guy like Simon that gives a hundred percent. Kevin Campion is you know toughness personified, mm. and then you've got Ali Lautiti who is you know the Michael Jordan of uh, of rugby league. That can make anything happen. So um, I tried to put a bit of mix of razzle dazzle and, and hard men out there. Um, no room for a Logan Swan then. Uh, Logan Swan does not get included <laughs> in any of my teams for that game against Parramatta. Um, you know, to all the Logan fan fans, uh, Swan fans out there, I'm sorry, but yeah, he's dead to me. So, uh, Richie, how many cards do you think a game? Do you think that that, that pack would pick up? No, they're disciplined. I think that's a pretty clean pack, actually. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm I thought Brad might include. I th yeah, I know. What, what, what's going on, Brad? But you know, I, I actually was wondering if Brad would include a bench and throw his man crush in there, and he did. So you didn't yeah. disappoint. Um, yeah. My version of it is pretty much exactly the same as yours, except I. I have Wiki and Price as my props. Yeah. Um, that probably that, would have been mine too. Yeah. Um, if other than that, I had it identical. Yeah. 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 It's great. Minds even, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. You can't really argue. I'm sure there's lots of people that will argue with it, but we're sticking with it. Um, so we may as well get into round four um, since we're going along um, and do our picks at the same time. Simon mentioned his picks earlier on. So while you were um, giving us a rundown, um, I wrote them down. So first up on Thursday, we've got the Titans and the Tigers. I've picked the Titans. Simon has as well. Um, just think, you know, uh, I want to see the Tigers get a win. I just don't see that happening, especially after the Titans got embarrassed last week. 
yeah, I went Titans. I think the the train to Wooden Spoontown is still, you know, the Tigers are still aboard. Yeah, it looks like four of the games this week we've all picked the same. So um, that's interesting. The next one is not one of those, though. Friday, we've got the Sharks and Knights. Um, I've gone with the Sharks. Simon's gone with the Knights. Um, it is one of those real tough ones. I think both teams are showing promise right now, but I am going with the home team advantage. Yeah, me too. Both teams looking good, but I'm leaning Sharks, home ground advantage. Nice. Uh, final game on Friday is panthers Rabbitohs. Um Yeah, if if the Rabbitohs had been a bit better the first couple of rounds, I would have um, been a bit more iffy on this, but Panthers have been strong. Uh, Nathan Cleary's back off. Had to go with Panthers. Simon's done the same. I went Panthers. Yeah, grand final replay. Rabbitohs looked good last week, but you got to lean towards Panthers. Yeah. Um, first game on Saturday is Warriors-Broncos. Um, I've gone with the Broncos, so is Simon. Um, I It's great to see the Warriors get their first win um, last week, but I just don't have the confidence that they'll get it here. Part of that is the fact that we don't know 100% if Sean Johnson's playing. If we had Sean Johnson at seven, hundred percent confirmed. It might sway my pick, but as of right now, with Cody and Chanel as the halves on paper, I've got to go with Brisbane. Uh, I went Warriors. Of course, you did. How, how do you pick this one? Both teams were pretty average, <laughs> less than average yeah. on the weekend. Um, I'm just going with my heart. Yeah, that doesn't always work, as we've seen. <laughs> but uh, second game second game on Saturday, we've got uh, Manly versus the Raiders. Simon has learned his lesson from last week, which I told him not to go against his team. And he's picked the Raiders, but I am continuing my trend of picking Manly every week by the looks of things, and I've gone with Manly again. Um, I just think another home one, they've got a little bit of confidence in them. So I, I'm giving them um, the nod here. Mate, you can't give Simon any stick for going against his team when you didn't pick the Warriors. Um, <laughs> that said, I picked Manly. That's it. I, I've picked every time I've picked against the Warriors so far, I've got it right this year. So um, I'll, I'll go with that logic. Um, okay, yeah. So we all got that. The final game on Saturday, we have the Cowboys versus the Roosters. Simon has gone for the Cowboys here. He's all in. Um, I have gone for the Roosters, though. I think kind of like what I said about the Broncos-Warriors match, I think there's going to be a bounce back from the Roosters, and um, I think they'll get the nod here, though it'll probably be close. Yeah, look, I, I pick Roosters, but I don't think it's going to be a route or anything. I think the Cowboys are looking good in their home as well, so I've gone Roosters, but not with great confidence. Yeah. Um, and their first game on Sunday, we've got the Storm versus Bulldogs. I've picked the Storm, so has Simon. Um, just think, yeah, Bulldogs have shown some some promise, but they're playing the Storm. Yeah, Storm are a different beast to what the Bulldogs have faced so far. So Storm for me. And I look distracted, but it's because I saw Simon asked a question about the Tigers being winning the Wooden Spoon. Um, they have not won the Wooden Spoon. No. Um, yeah, they, at the moment, looking at the stats I've got here, Wes have had it the most. Um, but, yeah, since they've um, joined up with Balmain, um, they have not. Yeah, I was just quickly looking. I, I, I quickly Googled that as well. So 
Um, their worst position um, was in 2013 when they came 15th and uh, yeah. 2015 when they did the same sort of thing, so one place off. Um, yeah. I guess my only question is, when did the expansion happen? Because they finished 13th in 2002 and 2003. Um, and I was thinking and looking at this, um, we had um, the uh, Gold Coast Tigers joined in 2007. So did we have 13 teams before that? Um, they, I think it was, I, I don't remember when they merged. Um, so when was it? Gold Coast no. Tigers joined in 2007. Hmm. It was before, it was before the Titans joined. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, they, they merged in the, well, their first season as, as West Coast, as, as West Tigers was 2000. Um, yeah. So, I'm not sure of the exact year, but I do know that as a, as a merger, they haven't had the spoon, but they've probably set the record for most times finished ninth. Yeah, that that is what they're known for. Um, but yeah, there is one more game um, before before Simon got me sidetracked doing the Google <laughs> searches. Um, Eels versus Dragons. Um, Simon and myself have both picked the Eels here. I, I just don't like picking the Dragons, but I think the Eels are a better team right now. Yeah, me too. I went to Eels. Yeah. I'm not picking the Dragons this week to try and play funny games with your Brad on. <laughs> I'm going with my head. The Eels will win this one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's our, our picks. There's a few that we're all the same on. So we're all the same on Titans beating the Tigers, Panthers beating the Rabbitohs, um, Storm beating the Bulldogs, and Eels versus the Dragons. So there, there's a couple, couple there that we differ on. So we might see some fluctuation in our picks next week, or Simon might just get a bigger lead and continue to make us look silly. So, um, yeah, <laughs> keep uh, look forward to next week's show when we try to defend our, our poor picks again, Richie. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, um, I know we're a bit long, but I since we haven't shown much love to Super League, I'll give a bit of a rundown. Simon's already given us the um, – uh, he's also said he's very concerned that the Eels will stuff it up. Um, yeah, so that the eels are known for that. They can go up up one week down the next. So fingers crossed they don't. I don't want to see the dragons win again. So um, we'll keep it that way. But um, we had the the Super League took a week off last week because they had the Challenge Cup. Um, so I've got the results here for that. Wigan defeated Salford twenty nil. Hull FC wiped the floor with Sheffield fifty eight twelve. Saint Helens defeated Whitehaven forty six four. Catalans defeated Featherston 27-14. Hull KR defeated Lee 24-18. Castleford defeated Leeds 40-6. Wakefield Trinity defeated Warrington 16-12. And Huddersfield defeated Barrow 30-16. That has given us some quarterfinals um, to happen in a couple of weeks. I think it's between the the 9th and 10th of April. Um, Wakefield versus Wigan. Hull KR versus Castleford, Huddersfield versus Hull FC, and Catalans versus St. Helens. So that's the Challenge Cup quarterfinals. Um, but we do have a round seven happening this week, um, which is Wigan versus Hull FC, Huddersfield versus Catalans, Hull KR versus Warrington, Castleford versus Toulouse, Leeds versus St. Helens, and Wakefield versus Salford. Um, so, yeah, I'm hoping to watch a couple. I know they're not all on at the time. Um Simon's saying with the games going to quarterfinals and semifinals, normally Sky show these games. So hopefully mm. they do. We're not seeing full games for the actual rounds at the moment. 
not sure why we have like 20 sport channels and Sky are increasing our sport price, so they should at least show us some league. Um, we don't all watch cricket. So, um, yeah, hopefully I can uh, get a bit more of those in so we can give you a bit more on that other than just the results. But um, as long as Wigan keep winning, I'm happy. But anything else um, you want to add before we, we close up, Richie? Not, no, just uh, thanks for the banter, guys, and, and another good episode. And thanks to everyone commenting in. It was some fun tonight. Yeah, definitely. Anything from you, Paul? Here, here, here I am wearing my lolly lay, and you guys haven't asked me why. Was that from Moana yeah. Pacifica game? Oh, wow. No, Richie, fantastic. Yeah, I was at Mount Smart, whereas you guys... We don't want to talk about that. Well, so, um, not that I wanted to rub yeah. that in at all, but uh, that actually uh, I, I've been to Mount Smart, which... Um, Brad hasn't been to in two years, but so yeah, great, great venue. Love the place. Must say. Very jealous. Very jealous. I, I was explaining to you when you were sending me all the pictures about why it's the best stadium around. Um, and yeah, hopefully one day we bulldoze that abomination called Eden Park and, and I don't know, <laughs> do something else. But yeah, it, it's great that you get to go there um, while I'm not allowed to. But I get to go in a, in a, couple, of, a couple of months, so it doesn't matter. I won't feel as jealous now knowing that there is actually a time I'll get to go. Oh, um, but yeah, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining, tuning in tonight and joining us on the standoff with Brad and Richie. Uh, for your weekly update on Rugby League, remember to tune into our show next week at 8pm um, on Facebook at your or at your convenience on our Heart Radio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Uh, thank you for joining me, Richie, and thanks for your help in the background, Paul. And uh, good night, everyone. 